Hey everybody, today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your phone, your iPhone, your Android, or your Kindle Fire. There's this cool thing I found out, and I think it works with uh, these new Kindles, is if you're reading your Kindle book and then you want to listen to the rest of it in your car, if you open up your Audible app, it will know where you're at and it'll just carry on. That's pretty, that's pretty space agey kind of stuff. So if you like books on tape, if you like um, books read by people, if you like to be read to, remember like the old days when you're like four and you're like, mommy, read me a story. Well, it's kind of like that only you're in your car and you're an adult. Not really. So anyways, go to audibletrial.com slash Get a free audiobook. Sign up now today. Go to audibletrial.com slash today. Thanks. Affiliate program. Go to appalog.ca and click on the Amazon banners located on the right side. Locate your country and bookmark the linked banners. And every time you shop at Amazon, use those links to shop and support the show. It costs no extra money and you'll be helping the show out immensely. Patreon.com slash is a place to pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees. You can cancel at any time. There are rewards to be had. I don't know what they are exactly there, but go to patreon.com slash for more details. Current patrons now are Michael Pitts, Curtis Pippen, and Mark Peralta. These guys are very helpful and beneficial to the show. Thank you so much. Podcast also brought to you by Insight Recorders, now dealing with download codes. If you're a band that plays live music and you're too cheap to go make CDs in a CD manufacturing place, and let's face it, folks, CDs, they're dead, they're done, nobody has them anymore. What people do have, they have computers and the internet. So what you can do is set up a download code for your release. And you will be able to use this code to sell virtual copies of your album over the merchandise table and i'll help you set up a customized page with your branding for your customers to both download and purchase your music the other part of insight recorders the other facet there are a few is online mixing is send your recorded album to insight and it'll be mixed and mastered to your specific wants and needs and it'll have that awesome extra special touch there's other services there is an actual recording studio Brick and mortar, as they say in the business uh, community. So I'm actually booking times now in the summer. If you want to come out in August or maybe even early September, go to insightrecorders.com for rates and more details. Go to appalog.ca slash shop to pre-order my new acoustic album. Buy a t-shirt, which are running out, folks. Buy the Foursquare discography for 20 bucks. It's 72 songs for 20 bucks. Like the show on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash pod. Follow me on Twitter, at SimonHead666. And I'd like to thank my kitty cat for sitting on my lap while I'm doing my spots. Yes, you are a good kitty cat. Okay, now I'm doing a show. No, I can't pet you anymore. I have to do... Th- okay. Today on the show is Mr. Tim Oxford of the band Arkells. Arkells are a band that's originally from Hamilton, as well as different parts of the United States. And they're, they're an awesome band. They have been around for a good 10 years. They put out four albums. Tim and I met very uh, a couple of years ago just through a, a, pers- a, through a friend of mine. And he needed a computer. Tim needed a computer to edit some music with. 
And I was the only guy within the 40 kilometer race that had a Pro Tools rig on a laptop so he could trim up some stuff to send the album out to be mixed. We got along famously, actually. And what happened is I ended up, we ended up working together. And I put an album out called 707 by my band Foursquare. And he played on two songs. And what I'm going to do before we get this started, I'm going to play the song that we recorded together. This song is, and actually it had Connor from Boys Night Out who wrote the lyrics. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's a neat song. It's country-esque. This is Last Call to Close. And then we'll get on to the interview.
Hear that fill at the end? It was pretty killer. Tim Oxford playing drums on Foursquare's Last Call to Close. A uh, song you've never heard before. Because, yeah, you've never heard that song before. If you want to hear it again. You know what I might do at the end? I might play the Sparkle Horse song. Because it's been a while since I heard it. And that's one of the rare times I actually listen to the whole song while I'm kind of doing this, this thing here. Right? Good. That's a pretty good song. It's a pretty good band. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Here he comes, Mr. Tim Oxford on the Appa Lug Podcast. Hey. out in the porch we sure are <laughs> now we're rolling you know we can say that those are pretty interesting headphones you have there they are terrible to look at they're like they're a set piece of star trek or something yeah i don't even remember where we what got are they? diesel diesel that, that's that clothing company i hope not maybe yeah it is a clothing company i don't yeah, know if it's yeah. the same one they're 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 distracting i know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i could probably go no headphones oh it's good no, i got you now no, i'm just kidding <clears throat> all right tim oxford um i'm trying to remember yes i know when we first met it was Pez right. connected us somehow. Yes. Because you needed a computer to edit some stuff. That's right. Yep. And which, which album was that? Was it album ago? That was our second record. It was uh, Michigan Left. We had just finished recording in uh, Bath, Ontario, and, yeah. and I was looking for some sort of a rig that could handle the thousands of tracks we had recorded. And I had one. You did. And it, was, it had to be Pro Tools. That was the other, yes. the other thing. Yes. Yeah. So uh, and we, we met, and uh, I remember passing off my computer. I'm like, this is really weird. I'm just giving you my computer. To <laughs> like, should I trust this guy? <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe he's just a big con. Yeah. But, you know, I think being in the, the Arkells was probably a good saving grace. You'd find me. I'd find you somehow. Absolutely. I'd find you on social media and shame you. Absolutely. Because it was in, in its infancies. Which is, yeah. And nowadays, you can't. there's no escaping anything. That's right. See, right now, somebody's probably tweeting from around the corner. Like, tweet Tim from Arkells. Do an interview. With another guy with some really weird headphones on, on weird his headphones. patio. <laughs> By God, I think they're diesel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we are here in your on your porch, and it is a fantastic area of Toronto Liberty Village. Liberty Village? Liberty Village, yeah. Why do they call it Liberty Village? I think uh, uh, and the history was there was a prison over here, which when people would get out, they'd, they'd walk down Liberty Street, which is just over here. And okay. that, that's why it was named that. Oh, and then they put their tents up. Yeah, and then they'd make it about 100 feet and then commit, an, commit another crime. <laughs> they put a tent up and then it turned into like The Sims. It turned into uh, yeah. big condos. That's Yeah, and fast forward uh, 30, 40, 50 years, here yeah. we are. Yeah, because yeah, the, the um, mental institution's just over there too, right? Cam H, you yeah, mean? Yeah. yeah. That's, and that used to be... That's yeah. It's just north of here, right? Yeah, it's on uh, on Queen Street. Yeah. yeah, if you basically the, the the brutal thing about Liberty Village is there's two there's w like one way in and out. So oh, I guess on either end, so two, right. and and uh, failing that, like it's for me to go to to something you could see right there, it would take like 20 minutes to walk <laughs> to, just because I have to walk all the way down over mm -hmm. the tracks back around. So this yeah. reminds me of there's um, over on Roncesvalles. There's a similar kind of uh, district, but it's more low rise condos. I think my friend KC lived around here. His first condo he purchased, because this is a relatively new neighborhood. 
because I remember my studio used to be up at Ossington and Dundas, and I used to come across Strawn, and there was train tracks. Really? Yeah, yeah, just where there's the bridge now. Oh, yeah, what they did is they sunk them all. Yeah. So they put them underneath. So everything's, yeah, and you used to wait for the train to go by. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I can't imagine that. I know, it's so nuts, man. I've only been here like three and a half years. I can't, I can't still can't yeah. imagine that. Yeah, and you're originally from Newmarket, right? Yeah, yeah. What part, of, what part of Newmarket were you? Like my uh, my family home was um, in Glenway. It was just all, basically Bathurst and Highway 9 or Davis mm-hmm. Drive. And yeah. Um, yeah, near the Upper Canada Mall. Yeah, and, and then I, I ended up moving. I got like a I rented this farmhouse on the on the east end of town. Um, I guess it was technically Sharon, Ontario. Was it? Oh, right. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't like across from Sobeys, was it? No, no, it was no. like Woodbine and Green Lane. Okay, yeah, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, when you first moved out. First moved out. Yeah, you moved into a farmhouse. Into a, yeah, it was like yeah. crazy, like a hundred acres of property. Which really? was, there was a farmer who would just farm the land, and we had this little house. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, I bet because. Uh, you were playing in bands, obviously, through high school and things like that. Like For sure, yeah. What, and joining the Arkells, that came early in life for you, right? Because you're... Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been, it's been almost 10 years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But to join a band and then get, like, you know, I always find it kind of neat because a lot of people try and they, they kind of do it and they kind of succeed and they kind of make it or they kind of... Making is such an, a loose term. But they mm-hmm. kind of... Um, they get it they get it there or some people just barely don't you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's and arkell's had some great success and there's a lot of neat like you your fans are very loyal like you don't have this sort of big mega machine behind you that right tries to push no for sure i i mean we i definitely think you know we like to be as interactive and available as possible and i think that plays a lot into it just mm-hmm. and as you said social media now is going crazy so there's a million ways to do that and just being available for the AMAs are always, you know, the Snapchat and yeah, all, all the, you know, like Snapchat's the, the dirty thing, right? Is that where you show your wiener? <laughs> I think that was originally the idea. Oh, this is good. Is it garbage day? It is backing up. Oh, El no. Cheapo Movers, four one six five nine nine two seven two eight. Call now. Yeah, yeah. El Cheapo Movers. Ruining a podcast near you. I don't know if they're, if I would hire an El Cheapo Movers. I don't. Yeah, the name is like I get it's cute kind of, but yeah. it's not really like I wouldn't trust all of my things to them. No, no, absolutely. Let's see when they get out. Their their trucks kind of scratched up and dirty. Let's see this thing. Don't be. Oh yeah. Oh there they don't go. Don't be a schmo. <laughs> Call El Cheapo. Oh, <laughs> I've heard it all. All right. Yeah, here I'll we go. You. Sorry about that. That's a spot for El Cheapo. Yeah. I should call him and say we mentioned him. On the, yeah, know, yeah. Get a sponsor. <laughs> a little. Maybe you'll either get a free move or maybe yeah two free moves. Two free or, moves or like a uh, hundred bucks. <laughs> Use product code. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apologue. Apologue. Yeah. I can see the water from here. I love it here. I love it here. I've never lived in like an apartment building. And I always like to be, it feels like I'm in a hotel. It's very, I will say, touring and coming home, the last thing you want to do is wait for a friggin' elevator to get upstairs and go to bed. But uh, other than that, like it's, it's been really good. I I grew up in, um, well, originally in Quebec and we were in in a very like uh, country-esque neighborhood. And then, and then in Newmarket, it was at least back when I moved there was not as, I mean, it's still, it's going crazy now too, from what I hear, but mm-hmm. I've, and then the farmhouse, I've always kind of been more of a, a house and, and yard guy. So to come down to the city was a, a big question mark as to how we'd, how we'd find it. But we've been, been here three years and we really like it. It was a matter of convenience for just your proximity to the airport or is it just stuff that, like that, right? That certainly helps. I could, I could live anywhere. I think for my, 
my significant other Whew, yeah. that's a hard one uh <laughs> shouldn't be is uh, for, for her it's uh she she works in toronto so it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier her commute was like adding three hours to her day living up north and oh yeah because you were up uh by richmond hill yeah that's that so, where you moved from to get here yeah so so we I, the one the one we skipped was richmond hill and, it's a weird uh, house yeah very it's almost like it was gonna get torn down soon yeah and i i think it has <laughs> or I, it's at least gutted whether or not it's torn down i couldn't tell you i've yeah. been up there in a minute but yeah well uh, we recorded some music up there yeah that's right and uh that, was that a lot came of fun. out that came out like well it kind of came out i put it out myself and went and played some shows with it but uh, it didn't actually come out on a real label i actually felt bad because i had i didn't have a whole lot of gear at the time and you're like well we'll just make do and i felt i just felt like i let you down no man now no. i can finally apologize <laughs> with people listening there's no letdowns actually i'm going to play the song after when we uh when we put it all together awesome there's two songs we did a sparkle horse cover yeah and we did an original song that actually had um connor from boys night out wrote the lyrics for no way so there was like this weird little nice trifecta trifecta is that what you mean or i no? think that's what i mean that seems too it sounds really know. smart i'm not that smart i mean either there's three people that all sort of come from different worlds you know and 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 made this neat little song and yeah and so you've you've drummed in the arkells for 10 years how many albums now uh four is coming out in august yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't wipe down the patio, Simon. I can see okay. you just getting cobwebbed no, over there. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> cleaning up a little bit. Here. Appreciate it. Um, fourth album. Fourth and, album. And is it uh, same label? Same. Uh, we've we've like the first one came out on Dine Alone in Canada, and then and then we moved over to Universal, and then the everything's been with Universal since mm-hmm. in Canada, yeah. and then we were with Dine Alone outside of Canada for the last two, and then the, now we're we're moving over to uh, Last Gang. So. Jimmy Eat World's on Dine Alone, right? The last Jimmy uh, Eat that's World right, yeah. that came out on Jimmy. That's yeah. right. I think at least in Canada. Yeah. yeah. And so what's it like working with, I mean, you got to say it's great. Awesome. There's nothing wrong with my label. But it, how is it now in the modern days working with a big conglomeration? Like, is it? Uh, I can see why, <clears throat> excuse me, I can see why people would be hesitant. And I can see why music has moved away from that because of things like social media leveling the playing field for a lot of people. I think... Um, the team that we have at Universal, especially Madeline, has been great and with us from day one. And she was kind of, you know, a, a more of a junior at the time that mm-hmm. she took us on. And so we've had, <clears throat> excuse me, a good, a good run together and grown together. And I think because of that, it's, it's very valuable. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they're not all the same. I, I would say sort of the cons to, to that is things take a lot longer than they, they need to nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, to get something up on Vivo, it takes like, which is their, you know, like a partnership yeah. they have, that takes like weeks, which mm-hmm. is kind of uh, unfortunate, especially if, if you're trying to do something, you know, re- with a really quick turnaround yeah. or something. And if know. it's YouTube, you just do it. You just pop, it's up just in an hour, YouTube. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or you know, the, the, I guess iTunes would be the same thing. Like, to, yeah. like we had our record finished before Christmas, and it's coming out in August. So just you know, that's yeah, that's another slow-moving animal of major record label. Is it is? And I mean, it's strategic in one way because yeah, you want. I mean, you want to get all guns firing at once, but you also, yeah. you know, it, it it seems like from where we're sitting, it kind of seems insane to wait that long, you know, on something. Because everything changes so fast. Too. Exactly. Because once you've made this song and this record, and everything's so subjective. Yeah. So if it's a great song last year. Is it going to be a great song this year? That's the thing. And, and I, it's still I a great song. Sure. But, yeah. you know, like the way I ingest music, and unfortunately, I guess the sign of the times is it's, you know, what I like today, I, I'm, I'll probably be a little bored of in, in six months. And mm-hmm. so it's hard when, when, like, you know, the songs we were excited about and are excited about, we've, we've done them and, and sort of crafted them the way we want them. And then you sit on them six months and it's like, 
it mm. feels like this you're putting out this old record you yeah. just got to remember no one's heard it yet you have to forget that exactly that it's a, it's it's an old record for you and plus you spent time writing it and you spent time like laboring and laboring yeah. and recording and um the did you try any of the new songs a lot of people do that where they just take new songs and play them in clubs or go play somewhere and yeah uh we yeah we we did this u.s run uh we just that was sort of our last major tour and it, and we did <clears throat> we tried different ones different days like mm -hmm. we, we you know we we just, just squeak them out road test them and see yeah. let the train wrecks train wrecks happen before anyone knows them and kind of <laughs> get by yeah well also <laughs> a lot of people do that before they go record it are you a band that goes to the studio and writes or did you do you write in the room and then demo in your room and then go to a studio with a producer like what's uh, the process I th our process has been forever changing and i think that's yeah. exciting because i think you get i think if we had if it was this like um i don't know formula and it worked every time or something mm -hmm. or did you know didn't work every yeah, time yeah. it would be it would be a little stale at least the process would be and i yeah. think it would be people would lose interest but I, I think having done it a few different ways like the f um cause and effect of us not having like any budget on the first one we had to do it we literally were like you know cramming it in trying to record mm -hmm. everything in the amount of time we had in yeah. the best studio we could afford with the tiny budget we had and yeah then, and then um you know we sort of as we kind of had a little bit more room to to spend some time in the studio we've we've sort of fallen a little more into writing in the studio but i think we're all kind of aware that it's you know it's not really the place to do that for us it's we can we can we can write anywhere whether it's in the van in the sure in you know in a hotel room like under pressure like if someone says okay you're you've done this record go write another record see you in a, six months yeah is that something that you guys can kind of stick to or do you put I, yourself on that or you just go you know what we'll do what we do and it'll come out when it comes out um I, we're definitely like cognizant of the fact that people uh, again have these smaller attention spans and yeah, i don't yeah. mean that as a slight on nope. the population it but is, just it just society. is it is yeah i mean i think we don't want to this one's kind of coming out quicker than the last ones have they've all been about three years apart and this one's yeah. two just because we had we had material that that max had been like slaving away on and, yeah. and and then we just got we got down to it and started banging them out in rehearsals and sound checks and everything sure. everything and then before we knew it we're like well we have these three songs let's just start and not wait and write the whole record and find right. a producer we did it we did it a little more like we have three songs let's find who would be good for this song and then pick someone and try and work with them and we did we had the luxury of doing that this time yeah so we've the the new one has uh, like four different producers on it which is cool. oh that sounds cool it was fun to do for us yeah, and, and, absolutely. and whether or not it's the best way to get the results we'll see but i think it was definitely something we wanted to try and it gave us an opportunity to kind of try all these different guys without committing a whole record absolutely and if everybody was into doing that because i know a lot of producers like no i won't share my my record with right. anybody, anybody else and i think no doubt did that for that um hella, the hella, hella yeah the uh, uh rocksteady rocksteady yeah and he used a ton of you know, ton of producers i think every song there's only like one or two songs produced by one producer at a time yeah, yeah. you know that's crazy but that's their biggest album yeah and and it's cool because there's a nice fluidity to it without being it's amazing how like with the same people playing the same voices on it, it sort of comes yeah. around. Like Absolutely. it doesn't it doesn't sound crazy one song yeah. to the next. At I least think, not to me. They even went to Jamaica and recorded. Like they were in Jamaica in these sort of dingy studios making out. But then again, they would then you know yeah. put it to someone and have it you know prettied up. Yeah. But to um, like, would you be a band that could kind of just set up shop in a cabin somewhere and just start writing? And, yeah, yeah. And, like that was kind of how we made our second record. Was the the hip. Uh, have had the studio in or have the studio in Bath mm -hmm. and, and it's Bath uh, House. the bathhouse yeah, yeah yeah are you familiar with that I am okay yeah. cool yeah, I've never been there but it's famous for, oh cool for that and all the you know the hit records sure 
it was so so that was kind of like our whole up experience we kind of all just like lived in this mansion it was cool yeah it's like it could house like 20 people or something yeah and we just like you know it was like no distractions everyone just live there and we'll do it and location recording is uh it's still around. I mean, there was studios that you would like do the same thing. Like, you know, we t- I've talked about the studio and things like that. Yep. That's beyond sort of that's above our or before our, you know, um, careers, I guess. You want yeah. to say. But to actually wake up, have a coffee and start working is it's kind of neat. It's like having a home studio, but it's the coolest home studio. Yeah. <laughs> with, with all this, like first an electricity bill, I'd never want to see. And, yeah. And a guy, and a guy who fixes stuff. Yeah. You know, and he's exactly. always the weirdo, the weird guy. Of course. The, um, he doesn't usually live there. He, no, he's sort of brought in. in. Yeah. yeah. He biases. He's, the tape he's machine. like around the corner, like a few houses. Yeah. Down. And yeah. the guy that knows how to bias the tape machine, he's not the most fun guy to talk to for some reason. No, that, isn't that always <laughs> the case? Yeah. He, if he went, bleep, blah, blah, bleep, yeah, yeah. he'd be like, oh yes, absolutely. I know what you're saying. Yeah, you'd have his attention all day. I think Metalworks has that guy. And he's yeah. been there since Metalworks is Metalworks. I know, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Going to Metalworks is for recording school. Does that, I being, I mean, being the drummer and having to get drum sounds, it, you're obviously it's real hard to you have to rely on the engineer to get the sounds with. But do you sort of? I, I think you're kind of guy who just lets that go. I think you went. Did you go to Metalworks to sort of be an engineer, or is it something just to get up on you know, so you uh, can talk? cool with the cool kids <laughs> it was I, I did like it was both i definitely I, I was more interested in performance and like i wanted to be i wanted to be a player not so much yeah an engineer but i mean the skill sets are the, the skill set is very valuable and i use it you know like i work on a podcast myself i was just doing before you got oh here. what's it called it's called taggart and torrens it's like uh okay jeremy taggart from our lady peace or used to be and uh jonathan torrens who did jono vision wow on the oh, Park absolutely Boys. it's uh j-rock it's, it's, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. there's a lot of j-rock appearances on the podcast it's funny it's uh yeah it's a comedy podcast if you haven't heard it, check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, do you remember the Joe Schmo show? Yeah, yeah, of course. That was the best Jonathan Torrance performance ever. <laughs> That's awesome. He played the gay friend. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, so that guy, like, he's good. so quick-witted, it's it's insane. I've like, never met him in person, oh. but my friend Liam Colleen. Yeah, yeah, I know his, he, had his, he had a ska band, and they played Jonovision, and they broke something. And Was that not by choice? No. No, it was um, not by choice. I think it was from Ajax. Was, it, well, he was in that band, wasn't he? Was he? Liam? Yeah, I'm, Liam? I'm 90% oh, sure. Oh, he was. Okay. He was the later guy. Because when they're not by choice, had this guy, Relic, okay. that played drums before everybody. And he used to play in Trigger Happy. No and way. And he was our drummer in Trigger Happy. I didn't for, know that. That's like, cool. He played on one or two songs uh, uh, that we recorded. But Liam, they were doing, something went on. Maybe he can clarify it somehow. But something got broken in the dressing room, and Jonathan Torrance lost his shit. And he's no like, way. yeah, what are you doing? you got to pay for this and stuff. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm screwing the story up. I'm I'm definitely intrigued. I'd love but to hear Jonathan it. Torrance, man. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. Yeah, he's I, a, he's a great guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeremy, we went golfing in the East Coast, and Cam uh, Carpenter set us up with golf somewhere no out east. Free golf. Oh yeah, and because um, Cam always sets up the free stuff. Of course, and and Taggart usually knows <laughs> who so to call. Jeremy came golfing with us, and it was with us, and it was Treble Charger, uh, myself, and and two guys from BMG at the time. And uh, I got them to put on my golf cart, Doctor Simon Head. Yes, because <laughs> you know when you go to the swanky places, they actually put your name on the golf cart. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's what I look forward to in the, like the ter- the one tournament a year where I get to. Yeah, go. yeah. Like, oh, are you, are you golfer, Oxford? Oh yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very much though. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad was in was uh, like worked in golf my whole life, so I was, really, I was born into it. Wow. Yeah. My grandfather golfed all the time. He got me into golfing. I just got 
proper clubs because I was playing his old blades from the 50s wow. up until about three, two or three years ago. And I went to Canadian Tire and Impulse, bought some cavity-backed clubs. And it's one of those cases where the actual equipment really helped. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially with those old blades. Oh, like, man, like, what no a difference. Spot. Must have yeah. Noticed. yeah. Oh, and I, you know, I had a few drivers from time to time and never really could figure out what kind of driver to use. Yeah. And I have a big swing and I don't have any aim. Right. So I need to, I was always trying to slow my swing down. Yep. Always. And it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I golf. I I used to golf all the time. I only get once or twice a year now. Okay, it's a sad. Well, we should get out, man. That'd I be know. fun. We'll it's, do, it's, if I ever get to come back on the show, we'll do one on the on the links. That'd be that'd a good be, idea. Be, yeah, we'll think get battery powered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> think. Be, good shot. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just keep saying how good the shots were. Absolutely. Regardless yeah, well, of, it was of the best reality. shot ever. Yeah. Hold in one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I heard water though. <laughs> Uh, man, yeah, you know, we could uh, we set up a threesome with me, you, and Colin Clark, who used to be in um, Dead Season. Okay. Uh, and also is friends with John Drew, who no way. you know John Very from well, the first yeah. album, right? So we'll, uh, we'll set something up where it's, you know, I'm good in the spring and the fall, but when it's hot and yeah. shitty, it's never fun. Yeah, never I seem fun. to always get stuck out on those days. Like, I'll commit to a tournament or something, and yeah. it, it ends up being the hottest day of the year. Yeah. Do you like, do pro-ams and stuff where it's like I, the... I started doing them last year. I did a couple. Yeah. Uh, and there's one I'm going to do this year, yeah. It's, uh, it's so really you, cool. You're good, then. You break, I don't know about that. You break that. 100? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Best score I ever got was 92. Yeah, never I shot, got anything. I shot a seventy-five last year. Was oh, my best. Dude, that is that was my best. I'm not like I don't have time to golf a lot. Unfortunately, yeah. I wish I did. Yeah, the best I ever did on a nine was a forty-one, uh-huh. and then the back the the back nine was forty-one, front nine was fifty-one, <laughs> so it's still ninety-two. Okay, but I uh, I was like yeah I was kind of kicking ass on the back nine once. But oh, yeah, I, it's one of those things where you got to just keep playing. If you don't play, that's the thing. Like, yeah, the I mean, memory. even living living in well, this part of Canada, I mean, you're off how many months a year? It's yeah, it's really hard. You like, can't play. And then you come back to it like, a, like feeling like an idiot. Like I haven't. Yeah. I'm like I went, I've been to the range like three times this year. I'm, yeah. I'm afraid to play until I can hit <laughs> something straight. There used to be a range right over there by the Sky Dome. Oh yeah, I remember, remember that. that? Yep. Yeah, and then it blew over. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it did. <laughs> this is huge. Yeah, I remember that. The whole net flew over. And now all we really have is the docks, which I don't know if you've ever been to. But man, oh yeah, that's that where ever... they used to do the warp tour. Yeah, that's on right. The, on the docks. I, I remember. I used to go to all of those. Yeah. yeah, I I worked one, and I would just remember seeing dust. That's right. It became this shit. like cloud, and oh. it was like hot, and this like thick haze of they the gravel. One oh, truck man. with all the couches and carpets. That's the truck I had to load. Oh, it's, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show up at five in the morning. And actually, I, because I knew Randy, uh, it was Randy from uh, Bad Religion, their sound guy. And I'm like, let me hang with you. Let me hang with you. And he's like, okay, I'll try. And then the crew chief's like, Simon, you're on the bus stage. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Damn it. You guys did warp tours? Did you do warp tours? Uh, no, never. No. I don't know if we're the genre for it. I'd certainly love to. It's I don't th- I don't know what the genre is anymore. I don't, it used to be just punk rock, and then now it's turning a bunch of dudes screaming. Yeah, nice yeah, hair. Yeah. I saw a campaign. It was like for less than Jake, make Warp Tour great again. Have you seen this? <laughs> That's so funny. That's very cool. I thought that was awesome. It used to be like because Vans Warp Tour would be like I knew almost every band, not personally, but I knew you about knew the who band. they were. Yeah, and then something happened, and it was like how where how does all the hairspray come in here? Like, how did that work out? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like, why? There's a generator for straightening iron. 
<laughs> it's a generator. It's a straightening iron station. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where you can go get your hair straightened. But somebody's got to ride the moat, the bicycle, to get the power. Right, the yeah, power yeah, yeah. The thing for your hair to straighten. And then it's the drummer has to ride the bike. And while when the you're in Arizona, man, it screws the hair up so bad. Oh, they, yeah. Sometimes they just put a hat on. Yeah, and they're always in, now they're always in parking lots, too, from what I understand. Yeah. It's like, it's like in, in Arizona in August in a parking lot. Sounds yeah. like hell on earth. <laughs> Well, I did a few with, uh, with Sum 41. I was their tour manager. Right, right. As a crew of one. And uh, let me tell Oof. you, I will, um, yeah. When someone says, hey, there's this young and up-and-coming band. They're going to do warp Tour. And it's just going to be you in a van. I'll be, uh, no, I think I'll pass on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Tony in our band, uh, our keyboard player, used to play with Il Scarlet for a few oh, years. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. He's done warp Tour with them, I think, twice. And, and he's the stories I've heard, and not, not them, just the uh, accommodations and whatnot, it sounds like. You know, really, really taxing. There was Warp Tour water because they f- refused to buy bottled water for the band. So they started just getting empty bottles okay, and recycling them themselves and then filling them full of tap water oh, wow. at whatever venue. Wow. So, <laughs> Yikes. So be like Warp Tour water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if, it was very Army-esque. I remember that. It was very like if you break the rules these rules that aren't written anywhere but right. we'll make them up yeah, yeah, if yeah. You, and there might be changing yeah they'll change yeah. ever so slightly if yeah, you like without any notification yeah <laughs> um i remember the first day we did it and tim armstrong was like a friends or fans of friends so there he kind of knew of us we did our first we show up with our brand new road cases and they're blue yeah. <laughs> nice so we made a shiny we made yeah, right from clydesdale like scratch <laughs> yeah, even that, that new that case week. smell yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they just barely fit in the trailer and uh, we show up, we unload them all, and it was embarrassing because they're like, "Oh, nice road cases, rock stars." Yeah. So then we got, I think they got silver paint and just started roughing them up a little bit. Yeah. But we made a mountain of them, like we just made like a, a shelter because it was so hot. It was in Asbury. Yeah, Park. Asbury yeah. Park. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like what Springsteen. a Springsteen. Oh yeah, from Springsteen. Yeah, you guys got some Springsteen in you. We're right? definitely massive fans, and, yeah. and uh, we've, we've been told we're very influenced. I guess, I guess that's you've not been a lie. told. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, it was always you know when like when you're starting out, they, yeah. everyone has to compare you to somebody because yeah. no one. God forbid people go, well, they sound unique or they sound like, you know, it's always yeah. like people need a way to kind of consume it. And I understand that. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, what do they sound like? I guess Springsteen. Yeah. Well, a lot of people did that with Constantine's too. Remember that? You totally. They would, they, cause his voice is very. Yeah. I remember. Um, yeah. We always got compared to them as well. So, and we were, really? and we're massive fans well, which, well, so, early yeah. on, early yeah, on, not so. so much. I don't think we'd sound like them so much now, but I like, you know, we're, we are massive fans. Mm-hmm. To this day, yeah, and I notice like every record you put out is a different approach to your band. I, I commend you on that because it's real s- easy to keep it safe. And yeah, it might not might not be the best move, but I think it's you know you what know, I, at, at the end of the day, it's what <clears throat> makes you happy, and exactly. that's what makes people happy is that you're happy, and that's if, what keeps us all showing up. You there's know? only so many times you can play red. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's only times, so many times you can record it and release it. And I only say because I love Greg Norrie. Oh, me too. Yeah, I, I only say because I love. But um, <laughs> the but the fact that it makes it exciting for you to play, and and it's also if you make a record that sounds different live, there's nothing wrong with that. No, you can of reinvent it live, and people get a different approach. Totally, I yeah. think it's smart. It's funny it's smart. when we were talking about road testing new songs in in the states, like we did. We just kind of came up with this like very like very different way of doing one of the songs, and it's I think now like if we tried to play it the way it is on the record, it would take a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you know we're so com- comfortable with it now. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like and Wilco they, they take on their too. own life. You yeah, know? Wilco did that too. Totally. Uh, every every album every album they've released, they play different live. Yeah, and that's kind of a neat thing because you're getting a different show 
Totally. You're, getting a, you're not getting the album. I mean, there's a certain element of tracks and things to help fulfill your production value. Sure. I'm not against that either. No, I think no. I mean, I mean, I think more and more it's becoming kind of commonplace. I, mm -hmm. I, you know, we've never really done it. I've, mm -hmm. uh, I, I have nothing against it, and it certainly I could see where it'd be very valuable, especially for certain you know types of tracks. Yeah, like when you fly into the Red River X and your keyboard player isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really helpful for subbing people out. Like if yeah. you, if the bass player can't make it or yeah, yeah. Or, or, or the guitar player is not around. There's a certain amount and you just yeah. get somebody who's like handsome and That's say funny. stand up there with that bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't bring my cable. You don't need you it. You don't need yeah. it. Just put this in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah. Put It'll these shades fine. on. You'll be fine. We called that air guitar rock fantasy. Uh, Al Nolan <laughs> invented that word. That's called, good. And he would, they would trigger happy would play and people would get up and play air guitar and they called it air guitar rock fantasy. That's awesome. And um, no, but to, to be able to, um, I mean, embellish your show with tracks is fine, but a lot of people sort of take it to the too far. Absolutely. You know, and it's, yeah. I like the fact that you put a little drum beat back there or something or something, you know. Sure. Some noises. For sure. Or like a, you know, like a first verse drum groove, kind of like get put it in a different world or yeah. like, a, you know, sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's very, I've seen it done very uh, effectively and, and, and tastefully. I've also seen it like, well, I hear a lot of instruments I don't see. And, yeah. and sometimes that is the only way to do it. Like sure. I under, like that Strumbella's tune, I understand like they're not going to have friggin' you know, chimes on stage. Yeah. It's going to be pretty difficult to tour yeah, with. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you know, sometimes it's like, well, I hear, like, a piano solo. Yeah. And there's yeah, no, yeah, nobody yeah. playing. Country bands take it too far, I yeah. think. I, I think you're probably right. Um, we, they, I use it because it's like mandolin sound. We use it with a band I work for. There's mandolin, a little bit of synthesizer-y kind of stuff. Mm -hmm tambourine yep you know stuff like that but they're pretty good with it except for when we play in winnipeg we're gonna have a keyboard patch over top of it okay just because couldn't find a keyboard player in winnipeg go figure yeah we got a bass player and a guitar player but we couldn't and we're taking our drummer but we couldn't find the uh yeah what's happening down there i don't know it's, it's el cheapo's moving out fading in louder whatever something tells oh. me that el cheapo is um it's not a real moving company. Yeah. That guy just, <laughs> look at him getting away with it. Yeah, he's stealing a piano. <laughs> yeah, he's got so much of that poor guy's stuff. Don't be a schmo. Call El Cheapo. <laughs> yeah, don't be a, don't keep all that junk. We'll, that number, we'll hawk it for you. <laughs> that number again, 416-599-2728. Call now. El Let's Cheapo. call him right now. Yeah, let's get, him, the on the, get him on the line. Get your fucking car and take yeah. it out. <laughs> Can you please ask the driver at my address to stop backing up? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh. This isn't throwing it off too much. All right. It's fine. We can... Um, I, I, you know what? It's funny. I think... I thought Fridays were garbage days, and th what they'll do is they'll line up, like, every garbage bin for all these buildings yeah. in, like, a row, and then it's just one after another, oh, and really? it's forward, backwards, forward, yeah, backwards, yeah, so yeah. it's like... We're good. Uh, somehow we dodged it. We got the real feel here, though. You know, the whole... You know, they, people have their studios and their, uh, you know, their... I, I like to come to the people and talk to them. A lot of people stand stand hard and say, "No, you come to my place." You really? I mean? Yeah, yeah. If there's a few people that I know that have podcast studios. That well, say, for the record, I did offer to come to you because I know it's not that close for you. It's totally fine. All right, well, I, I appreciate, appreciate that. It. You know, when you do come up, though, maybe we'll do some recording. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll make some music. I haven't made music in a while. No, I've been. Yeah. Yeah. I've what been, are you? What are you up to now? I'm doing some sound at a at the Richmond Hills Center for the Performing Arts. This is good. I'm gonna I'm gonna interview you because you yeah. never get interviewed there on you your go, own there show, you go. right? Let's hear it. Really quite awesome, actually. Uh, I've been awesome for years. No, I I'm <laughs> <laughs> just continuing to be great. Just just trying to search for greatness. And some people say, Simon, it's very brave of you to be that way. And, and I say, 
you know what? You're right. Yeah. I am brave. <laughs> I am brave. That's funny. <laughs> Bold. That's Bold. the word. Yeah. But yeah, when someone makes a, a comment to, like, when you make a record release, you go, that was very brave, very bold. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what? No. Just yeah. tell me you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put pussyfoot around it. So I your new record's a brave, bold approach yeah. to uh, modern, you know, whatever. Yeah. Zeitgeist. That's a word I hear a lot. Zeitgeist. Yeah, zeitgeist. That gets thrown around. For yeah, sure. that's, that's a word. Yeah. yeah, right. I, I had a conversation with a friend the other night where like, he's like, you know what? He was talking about Donald Trump and he goes, I've, I think he was talking about um, just Ameri- like people hating on Americans. And, and he was like, you know what? I'm, I just know that I'm like, I'm sort of moderate intelligence and I'm okay with it. I don't, in, I don't expect <laughs> to be, I don't pretend to be some like very intelligent guy. And I was like, all right, well, I, that's an interesting take. <laughs> Obviously, uh, maybe beer fueled but uh it was i was like well that's a good take the guy's just like get on you man accept it well i'm happy with yourself the thing about trump too is that he's captured the imaginations of the retarded he certainly he really has like there's a people that there's people that are into politics that shouldn't be into politics like you know people that truly believe that we should build a, 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 a wall yeah truly believe that i know there's gonna be a wall yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, some of those interviews are just hilarious <laughs> by the way especially when the when the first like the, that first came out that this was this, this campaign idea and it was like they're interviewing people and he's like yeah yeah for sure who's gonna pay for it uh the mexicans <laughs> or whatever yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. it's like okay yeah did, yeah did you think this through yeah and then and then someone came up with the point to say um the mexican drug cartels have been digging tunnels for 35 40 years they have tunnels that go hundreds of feet underground yeah. for miles yeah they ain't no walls gonna stop <laughs> that tunnel no kidding no that's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna happen yeah. so you that, know yeah there you go you can drive a truck through these things too right yeah. so they're like actually like they're, li- they're, they're probably they're not like you're not crawling for miles you're no. driving a transport truck full of god knows what so now your wall has to go 40 to 100 feet down yeah. before you go up to stop the Mexicans from jumping over the wall. That's right. That's your main problem, right? And I would say maybe you, maybe you start with the uh, <laughs> underground tunnels and then we worry about yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's you know, worse? But, but I really, I haven't really talked much about Trump on this show like ever. But I, I just think that's he, probably good. He's kind of giving the Democrats the presidency, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, because people will get to a certain point and go, "Okay, we had our fun." We were, yeah, yeah. This is okay. it, that, what it, that was hilarious. Okay, it, he's awesome, it right? Went, it went way further than anyone thought. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. stop the insanity. Let's talk yeah. politics, you know. Yeah. But when it does happen, when there is actually an actual pres- presidential debate, and although I'm not a Hillary fan either, no, I think likewise. she's a robot, you yeah. know, but and insensitive, and I don't, yeah, and I think she's actually, I don't think she's physically fit to. Like just physically fit. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, End of statement. My bet's on Bernie, but Bernie's got nothing. Feel the burn. There's just no chance, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of actually a lot of musicians are rallying for the burn. I know, which yeah. is great. I just, yeah. I just don't, I don't see it. Unfortunately, I, I, I wish, I wish it could happen. You know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's America. You know, we have, we have our own politics up here too. Elbowgate. Yeah, yeah. Elbowgate. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Come on. That was, uh, oh, man. Isn't that hilarious? So funny. Yeah. <laughs> the best was her, like, giving the, um, you know, Speech. a statement on, yeah. on what happened. It was like, and she's, like, getting almost, like, emotional. Like, yeah. Really? Man, that's like, have you been to, like, Costco on a yeah. Sunday? Yeah. It's much worse. Did you see the video? It was a political uh, roundtable, and they put it to minor threat. No, and it's they're fighting, 
It's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <No> <laughs> it way. looks like a mosh pit. That's hilarious. It's amazing. That's yeah. cool. It's I, very I, well I gotta see that. Yeah, that's what the internet's good for. Yeah, the internet it keeps me awake, man. I'll like it'll be like 10:30 at night, and you just you like I'm gonna I meant to look at this one thing on YouTube, and then it's like four. And yeah. You're like, Why are my eyes burning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, do you are you like an information searcher on? Yeah, to some degree. Like, yeah. I guess like nutrition wise, I am. Oh, okay. I get, yeah, I get yeah. really nerdy with that, and I don't even. It's just like a hobby. I just mm. I just like. Do you practice your hobby? Yeah. 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 So are you to vegetarian? To some degree. Yeah, to some I, degree. I've, I've done I've done. Uh, yeah, I did. So uh, Sarah, my my fiance, and I did a year of veganism, which uh -huh. was uh, which was like a challenge. I was sort of like the like, I kind of came from the opposite camp where I'm like, I I would I was like very much a meatitarian, and then mm -hmm. um, and to the point I think it, it I was like I'm also very stubborn. So, so yeah, she was yeah. like, I was ranting about some distaste for vegetarianism and then she was like you couldn't you couldn't even do it if you tried and it Ooh, became this like challenge this challenge i'm like oh yeah watch yeah. this yeah so i'm like a year i'll do it and then i, and I was like and i'll go vegan Ooh. it was really like yeah and so uh we did it i just it gotta was, go to this clothes store and get new clothes that did happen yeah that's yeah. that's Drop right yeah i got all the Macbeth shoes and all that stuff So you did it because it was a bet and you won't stand down to uh, for all the wrong reasons yeah. i did it yeah no, I, but you know right. what I, it was a, totally a learning experience and yeah. then I, w I would like i learned a lot and it's uh, you know i definitely felt way better and i, and I learned a lot about it I, i'm not like <clears throat> i'm not like exclusively vegan yeah. guy but i i definitely i would say probably like 80 percent of my diet is yeah and it's not for the sake of screaming animals and stuff. uh no not really yeah, I mean, you know what's funny is it, it, it's it sort of became like the more you learn about it you kind of there's things that you don't unlearn you know and, yeah. and so so there, that sort of became part of it and yeah. I, I never set out you know it was never the reason it, yeah. and I, I i do i will eat meat though so it's not like it's more actually it's more of like the global i don't know i think just like what it's doing to the planet, the animal agriculture is, oh, is, definitely. is, is just, like insane just and, and very alone. swept under the rug. Yeah, too, absolutely. You know? And fat, fat, juicy steaks are are actually unhealthy cows. Totally, you know totally, mean? yeah, just totally. And, and just the them. sheer numbers, like the, yeah. the, the the amount of meat that like North Americans consume yeah. is insane. Well, apparently, there, I can't remember what the statistic is about a McDonald's hamburger is if it was 100% beef, we wouldn't have cows ever. Like really? they'd all be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they would be it's it's extinct. So they're obviously supplemented with like something know, wood chippings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like mulch. You know. Yeah, I remember the funny the funny um, story, and I believed for a while is that the the apple pies were actually flavored potatoes. I read that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even know if it's true. I don't it's, either. It's just way off in the you know because I think they retract they they actually um, they fought back with they used to have this whole nutrition. Um, pitch and they'd say things like mcdonald's we are this and we're health conscious and this yeah. and that it was like they're putting out fire like, it was like when they started bringing salads around I yeah, think. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. now we're healthy you know, <clears throat> yeah here we are we're rebranded totally yeah stop going to tim hortons um, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> exactly and and they'd say things like uh, no they're actual apples like we grow them on trees you know it's like oh, all right yeah. i don't believe you i heard from a marketing guy uh, in the u.s that they like they started putting like one clementine in the happy meals as an option and then it basically just so that the stat they could because they distribute they so much food yeah they, they became like the the largest uh fruit distribute distributor to uh, kids and, and and it was like well okay an award that's kind of a that's kind of like slicing it how you want absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah you think per capita it's like yeah how many people are getting fat off mcdonald's i don't know 
Yeah. But it is, some of it's good. It's know. tasty. The cheeseburgers are kind of neat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of neat. I would say no to a cheeseburger. Uh, have you ever heard of this thing called, and excuse my language, the McGangbang? Have you heard of this? No. So you get like a junior chicken sandwich and a McDouble, and you remove one bun, and then you like split the McDouble in half and put oh. the junior chicken right in the middle Ooh. and close it up. Oh. It's uh, it's worth a Google. It is definitely. McGangbang. <laughs> Did you order it like that? Uh, like in Thunder Bay, you can. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know about <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> There was a, a tour manager we used to work with back in the uh, when I worked for us in a few days, and he would say stuff. He would get veggie whoppers before there was veggies, so they had veggie burgers. But I want you to make it like a whopper. Wow! So they would make this whopper with a veggie patty in it. Interesting. And that was his. That was his. I think I don't even think they even went to a veggie whopper after that. But he. This is in the nineties before they were like. You wow! Know, Forward thinking guy. Yeah, yeah. And veggie they, whoppers gave fortune. I'm surprised. Surprised head office didn't hear about it. And yeah. Maybe, maybe run with it. But you know what? They actually have one of the best veggie burgers for the fast food. Chinese. You know the, the, who has a better one is Harvey's. Yeah, it's Harvey's true. veggie burger. I'll eat. Mike and the band worked at Harvey's, and oh, like yeah. I used to whenever we stop on 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 the road and like get. Harvey's, he'd be like, you know that veggie burger you're getting? He's like, when I made them, he's like, they just go on the grill and they get like, they'll like, when they heat the things, they'll like stack the burgers when they're done, and it'd be, it'd be like, it'd be like meat, meat, veggie, meat, veggie, meat, meet, meat. I'm like, that's up, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, okay, well, it still tastes good. Sure, why not? And if it has a little bit of that flavor, and uh, and the consumer has no idea, what what the hell? <laughs> yeah, there's um, yeah, I don't know, I. I don't know where we, how we'd get into that conversation. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I I have a bad tendency to really digress. Digressing here. is fine. That's what podcasts are for. That's true. That's why we have the. Uh, well, I don't mind. That's, that's why you have editing software. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> and the whole thing. I don't know. Like you're a podcaster. You know. You know. Mm-hmm. This is a comfy spot now. You know, when we started, sort of like, hey, how you been? What's going sure. on? And then we get into this mode, and now now we're in a conversation. Now we're just mode. chatting. And I think this is what's missing with people they i don't agree. talk enough and i think that's what people go to co- podcasts for yeah. yeah yeah i was listening today it was uh there was they used to have like a uh, long form conversations with playwrights and things and they mm-hmm. would and it wouldn't be the first five minutes would be throwaway and then they'd start getting into the, the meat and the dirt the good you know, stuff the yeah. good stuff yeah. right but you can't get there until you start of course you know so but yeah, yeah. I, it's, tr- it's funny like a lot of the podcasts i listen to a a lot of them start with ads whatever i'll, mm-hmm. I'll just i usually do just sort of bang like that plus 15 seconds yeah. button i'll hit it like 10 it used times to be a plus 30 oh yeah that's right it mm. did yeah, until people were burning through the podcast too fast. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's like the, the, the good stuff is not in the first five to ten minutes usually. Nah. No, and so how long have you been doing the podcast for? Uh, this one's been going. We're on episode 73 today. Oh, so I'm you doing the same time as us. Me. Maybe, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm on episode 85. So okay, nice. Yeah, you started to the end of uh, 2014? Start yeah. of. I think so. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I used to do this show with Jeremy Taggart uh, on, uh, like, that was like a chorus thing. It was called Taggart's Take. Yeah. And then, so we've worked together for a long time. Holy jumping. The mail truck just about killed somebody. Nice. Anyway. um, And then from that, it just, he went on to this new venture with Torrens Mm -hmm. through the Jay and Dan podcast. If anyone's a sports fan, it's like, they they sort of got their start on there and then got the idea to do their own. And, yeah. Jer- and because I'd worked with Jeremy, he's like, hey, help me out. Yeah, yeah. So are you co-host or are you the producer? Oh, I'm just the producer guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. And the uh, it's on iTunes, obviously, yeah. and, and the website and stuff. Did, are you techie kind of guy? Like, did you build all the website stuff? Or uh, no, actually. Yeah. They, they have a, we have a, another guy who sort of does that stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff. It's so funny because when I started it, I started because I want to learn about how to make a website and how to, you know, 
understand more about how internet's made, mm-hmm. how it's made, how, it, how, <laughs> how the internet is made, how the internet is made, how it works. And I got in really deep into the coding part of it. And I looked and I don't understand. I'm, I'm too old to figure out like people that are younger than me look at it and go, oh, of course, this makes sense to me, you know, because yeah. they think differently. I, I, and I really want to learn it from the ground up. So I, I kind of did. And then when someone said, but this thing called WordPress, and it just makes it for you. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. So WordPress is just like a, it's a ready-made thing. You just load into your domain and it's done. That's cool. You know, and then so I thought, oh, I can make a podcast. I always want to make a podcast. And then I made the podcast and I go, holy shit, now I have to interview people. How do you, how do you put it on uh, iTunes? Like, is it is it through Podbean or what do you use? I use uh, PowerPress. Okay, cool. Blueberry. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the easiest way, though I'm trying to figure out, maybe someone can answer this. You know how some of them have like a styled page on their iTunes page? Yeah. And some don't. Most don't. Right. But if it's like uh, the WTF, it's like it's a different artwork on his page with his yeah, episodes. Yeah. And I don't know. I've been searching high and low. I don't know either. I think you need to be a choice specific person or you need a special web guy that can embed that stuff. Yeah. Because you do it with your with your record, your album. You, you go to your album and sort of styles iTunes to look like your album. Yeah. Yep. But they do that just only for specific. Yeah. yeah the, like, big, the big, the big. Hitters. Yeah, even <laughs> Joe Rogan, who's got like what thirty million downloads a month, he's his is still straight up white. Really? Yeah, no styling. So somebody's on that tip, right? You know, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I funny, think- it's funny you say that. Like, uh, just talking about um, you know people that have those skill sets and and just you know younger folks kind of it's like intuitive. Mm. I, I, I I'm seeing that like my friends' kids with um, like I saw one of my friends' sons swipe a magazine page it was, yeah. was the weirdest thing like what I, he's clearly thinking it's like an ipad or something yeah. or like yeah. a, he was like kind of swiping it's yeah. the weirdest thing anyway Did, well the i mean when i we first got an ipad and my daughter was like two or three she knew to instinctively touch it and do things with it that's wild and that's amazing right yeah. like it's like she'd never seen it before and she was working it it goes to show you how intuitive they really make them. I know. You know? It's, it's very cool. Yeah. And it's made for beyond uh, the beyond what we could even imagine. You know, like, uh, you know, it's 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 pretty an interesting world we're in. But we're still in caveman days when it comes to certain things like, I don't know, radio, regular radio, terrestrial radio, or yep. how all that works. And there's still a political aspect to it. And totally. Buying advertising time and things like that. And, and you guys probably deal a lot with like oh man like politics and radio and for sure but it's also it's cool just like the good with the bad is like it's amazing what you can do as far as um targeting and and just like first of all collecting information like when we put our Mm -hmm. first single out we put um we put the video up right away and we could you can through youtube just watch in analytics just watch like you just see things popping up wherever in the world people were opening it It was really cool yeah and like that's one really cool feat the other thing is like you say we're going to Boston. <clears throat> we can we can target Boston, and any anyone with a Boston IP address will get an ad that we can you know you can run mm-hmm. an ad just specific to Boston, or you can run yeah. you know or follow your tour or whatever. It's really kind yeah, of amazing. Yeah, yeah, They have all that built into the website. If IP address does this and that, then put this pop up up or yep. show this page, and it's amazing stuff. And it's all becoming much easier to manipulate. Totally, you know, that part of it. We used to use SoundScan. Okay. So every day we'd send in the sheets of SoundScan. We still do. Through Ugh. the fax machine. Yeah. And uh, you didn't even fax machine. We didn't fax it. No, <laughs> we, we collect them and then just hand them over to the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but they would use it to wherever the, they'd see the spikes in sales. Yeah. And then they would turn their marketing on those spikes. 
Wow. Like they had a huge big hit in Pomona. We sold 300 discs in one show. Wow. And then bam, all of a sudden the marketing team, the street teams all over. They're Pomona. tackling Pomona. Yeah. yeah cool. You know, and that was in Detroit. We had a, uh, they had a lot of single action on their first single and stuff with some 41. And, and it was the same thing. Like it was like, they just knew with that stuff, but if they knew what they knew now, it's a whole different, weird, like, yeah. maybe known too much. Like, totally. You know what town they're from. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could probably get within a neighborhood, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your circle of interest would be about a square kilometer. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Scary. <clears throat> yeah. And it's, and it's only going to get more and more wacky. Oh, of like course. That, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, it's, you know, I wonder what 10 years brings. I, I've always found it neat. Like, well neat and somewhat scary and someone explained it to me as to why but when you like look at i was looking for a hotel and i was looking at a montebello inn in barry and that's where i booked it and then i'm on my facebook and all of a sudden montebello hotel ads popped up on my ads i'm like scary that's weird it's uh, cookies you know? man yeah yeah it's crazy it's like how oh that's why and then someone's yeah because you have to it will remember certain things yeah like, totally for good and for worse you know absolutely like, especially with credit card stuff i know, know i know like labels do that too with cookies it's mm. like if someone if someone watches a video of a certain band they're mm. gonna see ads for that band for for months it's, yeah it's, it's i don't know yeah i mean it's it makes it makes the the interaction for you as a as a you know any any joe schmo on a on a youtube or on the internet mm -hmm. it's like it's it really kind of tailors it to you because it's all your interests i suppose but it also is kind of like it's a little freaky i mean mm. you know I, that in, there, that information is somewhere who knows what's what's being done where with it's going yeah, i don't mean to sound like some paranoid uh yeah <laughs> you better move to the first floor better get down on the first floor and, <laughs> and tinfoil the roof <laughs> yeah <laughs> the uh selling records is, is that a pro priority now for, for bands uh, is that certainly uh, yeah. i mean i records like doesn't necessarily mean physical to yeah, me, but, yeah but I, sure I, I, certainly i mean and what outweighs now is it physical sales outweighs uh, itunes or is no, iTunes? digitals i think taken yeah, yeah I, it's funny it's like for us it's it's digital and vinyl and, and really? cds are kind of the you got some you've got some dudes with beards <laughs> like your band isn't that mustache wax yes you're damn yeah. right <laughs> uh, you know what it's funny i think it's like shows people like to get Vinyl like signed, I think. Right. Like you know, it's bigger. Yeah, and it's like it's a piece. You can put it. Absolutely. You can frame it. You can do whatever you know. Yeah, yeah. I you do know. Do you listen to vinyl or no? I just had this talk yesterday, and I was like, on a podcast. No, okay. no. Well, actually, but it's coming out after yours, so it's no right. big deal. So, Sweet. but I think like vinyl's awesome. I have a record player. I have vinyl. I have original copies of Pink Floyd albums and yep. you know, Rush albums and. Led Zeppelin albums for my parents and Beatles albums, but they sound like shit. Yeah, I, w I will say, yeah, like it's it's funny. It's like there's so many links in the chain, and if you have like a terrible, you know, any one component, it's like what, and then you know, there's like a lot of enthusiasts that are like, well, it just sounds better, man, and it's like, well, your, mm. you know, your eighty dollar turntable probably, and you know, like with the stock needle, probably doesn't sound that great. Like mm. I know that you think it does, but yeah. And uh, you're buying into you're buying into a fad. Exactly. I you know see this is the part I like about records is that a there's more artwork, b there's more credits. Yeah. And c the lyrics are there. Everything is there for you to open and look. There's no confusion as to where you know with CDs they tried. Yeah. You had these like multiple. Yeah 
page big pull out thing. pull outs yeah. and then they went to digi or digi what was it called uh, the digipack digipack and it was also several very expensive some of those had like like on the one side you yeah, could pull, pull a booklet out, out. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But so yeah and also wildly expensive yes but it's weird that they were more expensive yeah because they're mostly cardboard and a yeah. little bit of plastic yeah, yeah. the um <laughs> but but the fact that i have to go through this sort of ritual of I like the fact that, okay, I'm, I'm in my easy chair, I'm listening to my records, and I'm there. But my argument to that is when I walk in the woods and I'm listening to Beck on my earphones yep. and I'm in the woods, it's more magical than it will be in my basement. Totally. It's much more um, sensory because you're like, oh, look around. You know? It's like an association to like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, if I had the Beck album, maybe it would be an equal amount of excitement in my basement. Right, but I'm in my basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? He's still in your basement. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I like you know because I that album is something special because I can exercise to it. Yeah, and it's so mellow. Yeah, for totally. some reason, it has a complete opposite effect to my my uh, sensory. I just I love that album. That's awesome. Yeah, me too. I'm a huge Beck fan. Yeah. We we did uh, we worked with this guy Tony Hoffer just because of his he was mm-hmm. he played guitar in Beck's band for oh, a while okay, and yeah, he yeah. produced a uh, few things. Yeah, um, yeah. We we're we're big and our new single we keep getting told sounds like E Pro. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. Oh, well. Well, there you go. And Springsteen. Well, not not so much. Springsteen <laughs> was the early days, man. The black and blue-eyed soul. Yeah. Now Two, we're, three, four. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Someone, there's a lot of that in the live show. A lot of counting in. Someone told me that Bruce counts one two, and I kept counting. Because I always hear him go, two, three, four. Yeah, Because yeah. he always drops the one. Yeah. But someone had argued with me that, no, he always goes one, two. Really? I, yeah. See, I, in my head, it's three, four. Yeah. <laughs> it's three, prob- four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, listening to records is, is, is something that, I don't know. I think I've moved on for I've, some I, Me reason. too. And me too. And like, you're, you're, a, you're a techie guy to some yeah. degree. Like, I mean, what, what drives me nuts is people that are like, there's still and i get a lot of it from like the people i knew from going to metalworks and sure, stuff it's yeah. like the mp3s just sound like shit it's like well okay but well, like really did i i really it, i mean and maybe you disagree and that's fine i mm. i it really grinds my gears when people like like man it just oh, it's mp3 though it just doesn't sound good i'm like well it does and like do you really notice a difference like a b them can can you can most people hear that the drop below so. 320 kbps anything below that yes sure anything sure above at 320 a high quality mp3 is what i'm talking awesome. about it sounds it's great the compression ratio based even 10 years ago version of an mp3 sound yeah that sounded like shit yeah totally but now the napster mp3s yeah like those they were yeah. all warbly you know, and you lose half the high end but it's yeah. like now i i i would you know, hang my hat on the fact that most people cannot tell the difference between a WAV file and an MP3, and I challenge anyone to to yeah. try it. To try it, get a high quality MP3 and, sure. and tell me you can hear a difference. And if you look at it on a spectrum analyzer, sure, you're going to see yes that. But who? Yeah, that's just whatever. That's just bragging rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, people, I, I used to tape the radio, man. That didn't yeah, sound great. Me like, too. come on. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to because I never had a cassette recorder on. Yeah, so we yeah. just mic it with my my little jam box. Totally. I used to actually put two jam boxes and play one and then sing into the other one. So I'd have multi-track. They would just that's pass cool. to and from. And yep. then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that there's there's these these little things earbuds that go in your ears. They're, they have a certain amount of fidelity to them, and they're getting better. 
mm-hmm. but you can only get so far with that. Totally. And then once you've done that, then you're going to, you know, people, I've saw people walk around with full-size headphones, and I think oh, they yeah. look like douchebags. Totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's true. Like big closed headphones or Bluetooth yeah. or their yeah. I- iPhone. It's like, yeah, it, it looks ridiculous. It's sure. not cool. It's yeah. not cool, everybody. That's get right. Over it. Neither is on an airplane. Yeah. you get a pass. That's okay. <laughs> that's true. Because yeah. see, if you get those those ones with the noise canceling, those sure. are pretty glorious. And you're stuck in a seat doing nothing. Absolutely. I get it. It's it's the it's the guy walking around the city yeah. that I'm like, what the hell are he, you doing? He he's an equal amount of. I have an equal amount of hatred for that guy. And then the guys you see, like the hipster guys with their typewriters at yeah, the yeah. Starbucks. Oh man, those guys. Those guys. I are, haven't actually seen that, but if I've I seen do, pictures. Man, oh, I've that's, seen pictures of people. Oh, writing writing a screenplay on his. <laughs> typewriter they're the exact oh. opposite of the people you see at walmart yeah do you think that absolutely they're polar opposite the, yeah they're the antithesis funny. of especially in the u.s man the people of walmart thing is like i mean it, it happens everywhere but it's yeah. crazy yeah now, you see i like walmart me too and see i go there and i get some underwear i get some socks absolutely I, man know, a pack of underwear at walmart has saved my day many times and you know that walmart is actually more efficient and more gas efficient with their shipping models yeah shipping things around that they're actually that's why they save money really yeah they actually because they're more efficient with shipping well that's because they have trucks that are always full as opposed to like oh we need a couple of pairs of socks to go up to Uxbridge yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? we like, and we need them today yeah, yeah and that's that's their efficiency and I don't think they should be they should be commended for stuff absolutely. like that absolutely. no one even looks, looks at that option of, no. of a Walmart you know true but uh, so you guys are gonna be making putting your album out you're gonna be playing a lot and you're gonna, you're gonna be uh, touring yeah, 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 a lot so of touring. There. We're doing, yeah, we're doing, we're going out with. Uh, I shouldn't say yet, Frank Turner, whatever. I will. Okay, there you go. Yeah, we're going out with him in in the U.S. and then he's gonna come out with us in Canada and yeah. then uh, we're gonna do. So that'll sort of be in the fall and then we'll do it again in uh, January, February. Yeah. Well, cool. And the uh, the album's gonna be called Morning Report. Morning Report. What's that on? Is that Sorry? a? Is that a? What is that from? Where'd you, where'd you get the name from? <laughs> It's it's basically just sort of the uh, like topically the songs are all about um, the night before and 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 sort of catching up with your friends after a bit of a bender yeah and and you know what happened last night the sure. drunk texts that kind of thing yeah. it's yeah it's yeah. sort of just sort of I don't know summed it up and and it's like all of our records have had two words which is the the gross secret that I shouldn't say but <laughs> it fits with the it fits with the catalog man I used to do well I've put albums out that have five syllables oh really all of them have five syllables that's awesome so nobody's never caught up on that that's funny SNF you used to do seven was it seven words seven worded okay every yeah. every every album has seven words oh on wow it. if it's you funny. swear you'll catch no fish if you swear you'll catch no fish yeah yeah there you go yeah yeah that's funny yeah fuck you up like a bad bad accident they fuck you up like a bad accident. See, oh, every, every record's got... See, that's the giveaway. But people yeah. knew that. Right. It we, becomes cool when people know it. We we're, we're, it just, we're just weird. We're just we're just throwing it out there that every Arkells album between now and 2,400... We'll have two, two word words titles. <laughs> yeah. Sad about Gord, huh? Terrible. Yeah, Gord Downey. Yeah. It's very sad because he's like a very nice... nice, The nicest guy ever. We, we, we toured with them a few times. We we did a cross Canada tour with them, but we've also done a like a a buttload of festivals and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, it's it's he's he could he, it couldn't have been a nicer guy for that to happen to, unfortunately. Yeah, and it unfortunately that's kind of what happens. There's, there's yeah. no uh, there's no uh, I don't know there's no pass. No, you know, like and cancer sucks, man. Absolutely. And you know you can't wish something like that on people like no. you know what i mean like there's certain things that you have to say you know well no one's ever said i hope you get cancer no <laughs> i hope not i hope you have a slow death yeah yeah, yeah. oh man 
are you? That's heavy. That's heavy. That's dark. <laughs> no, wow. but that, nobody would ever say that in a car. Like if they cut you off on the road. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you're like, like, I want to, you know, the worst. Yeah, I things. want you to die now. Yeah. Yeah. Not in six <laughs> yeah. months from now. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. want you have to go to a doctor, wait, and get the prognosis, and then go. Oh, I'm going to die in six I want, months. I want to see your car explode at the moment. Exactly. Not not, not go <laughs> suffer for the twenty five. In six months. months, you'll be dead, and yeah. then you'll be driving your car going. Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah. Did he get cancer? Oh yeah. Is he dead? And then, Did it happen? Especially once the you know the blood stops boiling, you're like, I, right, I, yeah. I can't believe I said I don't that. Want it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. over it now. Yeah, and you can't take it back. No. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> there's a digression. <laughs> that's, for you. There we yeah. go. That's a digression. See that's, all the dog walkers. Look, yeah, look at that. it's crazy. Did you get paid money to do that? Yeah, apparently it's a legit business. They, really? Uh, and there's what's funny is I don't remember what the number was, but I looked into it once. There's like a maximum number of dogs you can walk at once. Oh, there's le- an legal code like permit. Yeah, yeah. and and. I see them all the time with like double that. It's yeah, crazy. they're breaking the law. Yeah, and you know, I mean, how do they pick up the crap when they all crap at the oh, same time? Exactly. Like, like, There's no like, way one, they see it all. They like, tie it up and like tie one to the other. The slow one holds yeah. the quick ones back, <laughs> and then you got to get the scooper in there. Yeah. I always think I will never have a dog unless I move to like very far north. Yeah. Because there's something not humane Agreed. about picking up dog shit. Agreed. I just don't see no, the I agree. point. I, also, I also the, like, there. imagine in this condo, like we mm. live in a shoebox. Like I'm no one's. You wouldn't. Well, some people in these buildings have like big you know labs big dogs, big, like, and you walk great danes like are you yeah. crazy what i mean great danes i guess are fine are supposedly good in small spaces but i, I you know yeah. a, a large dog in this i don't know i, I don't get it yeah the, the the and you know even where i live people take their dogs and they just leave their dog shit like right on the trail and you're like well at least kick it out to the side yeah. i get the part like i'm with you man i, I don't want to yeah. pick up dog crap either but there's something like you feel like less of a person that where you have to take the bag and put yeah. your hand in it and then grab the hot yeah. shit it's and all put warm the bag around it and it's like big hot coiler i just <laughs> i think what they do is if they make you do that to your own shit you'll never buy a dog that's a very good point Ever. if people had to pick up their own shit their own shit they would once. never yeah you would, once they'd never want to do it for any other the dog population would go down yeah and you'd have less shit on the trails and less dog walkers. Yeah. And around this area, because there's so many small dogs because of the small, you know, yeah. y- young population sure. and, and yuppies, yeah. there's like, there's a, there's like little bag stations all throughout the neighborhood. Yeah. And what if one of the dogs is a complete asshole <laughs> and like manipulates all the other dogs to be assholes? Yeah. yeah dogs yeah. are pretty, you know, creatures of habit. And we don't know how they communicate. Yeah. They're like, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to fucking fuck this dog up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and then, then, then they start to temper, you know, come on, go on, do that. Piss yeah, on yeah. the leg. Do Look, it. See, I did it. It's fine. <laughs> You could get away with it too. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't think. Uh, I think if you can't walk your own dog, you shouldn't have a dog. There, I said it. Political. Yeah. Bam. Wow. You wait for the hate mail. When I'm prime minister of Liberty Village, <laughs> I will declare dogs walkers illegal, and then the person will have to come home. The economy will come down. You start seeing the yeah, yeah. These buildings. these massive buildings start <laughs> start just going away. The dogs. Yeah. The dogs, and then the, they'll start eating the. Do- no, that's yeah. dark. That's dark too. I'm not going there. Um, well, thanks, man. I um, thanks for coming to the show. Let's do it again, of course. Let's play golf. We'll do one. I like playing one on the golf course and, and podcasting on the golf course. Would be great. We get Jeremy out. That'd be awesome. He's a funny guy. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He's hilarious, oh, and he's a good golfer. So he'll kill he's us. He's an amazing golfer. You told me a story about golfing. Is that when they were doing one of the albums, all he did was golf every day. Yeah, and he got good at it from just just golfing. Yeah, yeah. yeah he like, got himself like a membership of the national, and he just went every yeah. day. And he was like, he was hitting scratch golf. While he was, you know, whatever. No, he's a good guy. He's fun. I haven't talked to him. Actually, probably the last time I talked to him, period, was that out east 
God, it was a somersault tour or something. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Was, were you out with uh, great, like the um, Sum 41 or, no, or Trouble Charger? No, I was out with Trouble Charger. Okay. And uh, was Sum 41 on that as well? I don't well? know. Maybe but not. But I think I'm it was Smashing sure. Pumpkin's last last tour. Right. I remember that. that. I, I, I went to two shows. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Were you in the, the Molson Park one? I was at Molson Park and then I went in Ottawa. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Ottawa one was awesome. It was Actually, great. Yeah, I mixed Sum 41 the first time like in a big, on a big stage was there. Cool. And that's how I got the gig. Did actually. they do... Because they, I, I know that a couple guys threw together like a super group for, of a Kiss cover thing. Was that that? Cause they, that was only once. Okay. That was I only saw that. the B stage of... Um, Molson Park? Toronto, yeah. Okay. And that went over like a lead balloon. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, People are like, what? <laughs> what the hell am I watching? <laughs> what is yeah. this? And yeah. Greg kind of looked like Paul Stanley. Yeah. But he couldn't sing like him. That's so it was funny. just this big train wreck of a show. Yeah. And nobody knew. Nobody practiced. Right. It was supposed to be practice. But it was like, a, yeah, everyone learned these songs. We'll pull it off. And yeah, it'll like, be great. It'll be yeah. awesome. It'll be so funny because up here in my brain, it's <laughs> going to be it's amazing. Epic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no one does it. And then everyone's kind of sweaty right before they go yeah, on. Like, oh, and shit, then it's I should have like, well, done a little more. I think... Uh, I think I'm Mother Earth or I, Our Lady Peace are playing. I think uh, we should probably go, go over, over there, there and get yeah. a good spot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thanks so much uh, doing the show. My and, pleasure. And uh, let's, uh, let's uh, I'll put all the, you know, the information. We don't need to, like, plug the, the Twitter nah. uh, stuff. In know? this day and age, you can find it. You find it. Tim Oxford. That's a very nice British, solid British name, too, by the Isn't way. Isn't it? Yeah, really. Where is it from? Like, it's from uh, Isle of Wight. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, very, yeah. very, not quite British. They have a good bike race over there on the Isle of Wight. Do they? Yeah, a road race. They oh, close yeah. the whole island down. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A friend of mine was showing me like a clip uh, of, of this. Just the crashes. Or yeah. Because like, oh, they're man. like driving through like at like 200 miles an hour. Yeah, like. it's like crazy. And they're like, <laughs> their knees are just like yeah, yeah. inches off yeah. the ground. And they were driving on like, you know, like the painted roads, which apparently is like super slippery. Like if they get, oh wow, if you ride over it, like you'll lose your track. Yeah. Sounds fun. Road basin. Okay, man. Cool. All right. All right. Thank you. This is what I love about podcasts. You actually meet this person. And we got to meet Tim. He's a cool guy. You can really get a gist of people when you have a conversation with, with them. You get to know who they are as people. And that's my love of podcasting right there. That was a fun one. We had a good time. Good to catch up with you, Tim. And before we get any further, what I'm going to do before I thank everybody... Thanks, Tim, for being on the show. Don't forget to go to Amazon. Don't forget to go to audibletrial.com slash Pod. Once again, Amazon is the Appalog CA website. On the right side, click on the banners, bookmark the banners. Patreon.com slash Appalogs. Please pledge. 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 Thanks, Michael, Curtis, and Mark. Uh, download codes for Insight Recorders. Contact me. We'll, we'll make something happen. Before this podcast goes any further and any longer, I'm going to play for you this tune that the other one it's a sparkle horse cover and if you ever heard a band called sparkle horse this song is this song opened my eyes in sort of the mid to late 90s and um yeah so check this out this this song is called someday i will treat you right
Thanks so much for listening to the show, everybody. We'll see you next week. Cha-cha for now, and bye-bye.